Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Yeah, so I'm back. I was gone for two weeks. I had the privilege to go to Florida. And uh, while we, uh, we landed at the airport, we, we went to look for a car. And uh, we were in, in, in wait for uh, basically two hours to have our car. And you know when you wait, sometimes you're not as patient as you should be, right? And I was a little upset. You wait, you wait. You got about 30 people ahead of you uh, for the rental. And so, and then you wait, you wait, and finally they lead you to the place where you're going to pick up your car, and the car that I was supposed to get wasn't there. And so they were looking, 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 couldn't find a car, and uh, I saw this uh, Ford convertible, uh, Mustang convertible, I said, you know, can I have that? And he wasn't too sure, he said, I'll go and check to see if it's available, and it was. So I enjoyed two weeks of convertible driving, it was so much fun, yeah. Just for my wife, I did put it on, on sport mode, right? So she had, uh, she built some muscles in her neck by going like this. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up the series this uh, weekend on the family moving forward, that God has a green light for a relationship, and I think we'll have a great time. I would ask you to stand. We're just going to place ourselves before the Lord. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence. Ah, we thank you that we can approach you with freedom. We thank you that there's no condemnation in you, that uh, you invite us to the table and you want to commune with us, you want to speak to us. So, so we choose to open up this morning to what you want to say. We choose to receive your word with joy. Father, I pray that you would go beyond what uh, I can say, that you would by your spirit just speak to each heart. Father, I thank you for visitors. May you bless them. May you bless each person here with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may grab a seat. Can you tell your neighbor that commitment is the way to go? Can you do that? Commitment is the way to go. So I'll be talking about commitment this morning, the power of commitment. And when it comes to our relationships, like I said in my prayer, I believe that God has a green light. God's desire is for us to have healthy relationships, right? Would you agree with me? That's the heart of God. But we know that it's not always the case. Can you agree with me with that too? Yeah, we got some challenges when it comes to relationships. And one of the foundation of healthy relationships is to embrace commitment. I believe when it comes to my relationship with Christ, it's important to see that the foundation of my relationship with Christ is God's love for me, right? That I'm deeply loved, that I'm valued by Him. But also, it's also linked to my response to that love, response to His gift, response to His grace, and that is by committing my life to Jesus Christ, right? So when it comes to commit commitment in my relationship first with God, in my relationship with others, my relationship with my wife, what I need to value, what I need to see is a, a, a deep commitment. If you have your Bible, take a look at Luke chapter 9, verse 42, uh, 62. Um, in, my, in my younger days, I did a lot of fishing. And we used to fish, well, the best place to fish in the spring, and we're almost there, guys, right? Is to bring your boat just at the entrance of a lake in the bay where the river goes into the lake. And then you anchor down, Right? And uh, if you don't anchor down or you don't have a pole to hold you firm, you're just going to drift away. It's the same thing when it comes to commitment. Um, if there's no commitment in my life when it comes to relationships, if there's no commitment when it comes to Christ, 
I will drift, I will drift away. It's just going to happen naturally. It's just going to be normal because of the currents of life. It's just going to lead you astray. So commitment is fundamental. It is essential when it comes to my relationship with Christ and when it comes to my relationship with others. And there's also the, the, the how do I commit? What does it mean? Uh, how does it mean? Because we might have a different, a different definition of commitment, right? Because some people might say, see commitment as casual, some might see commitment as part-time, and some will see commitment as a full-time thing. So sometimes we, we, we don't know, we don't understand, or we don't see to which level or, or that we're called to commit. And uh, Jesus had this walk with his disciples, and especially in chapter 9 of Luke. He shows them, he's, he's uh, grooming them for ministry. And he, he, and he says this in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. It says, Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Wow. So he's saying to his disciples that if you, are, if you put your hand to the plow and you look behind or you look aside, you're not fit for God's kingdom. What he was saying there is that if you, you, you are called to choose who you're going to serve. And he said that at many occasions in the gospel, right? We have this example where he says to his disciples, you have, to, you have the choice of following mammon or you have the choice of following me. And this is, uh, this is up to you. So God gives us this freedom of choice. And when he was addressing uh, his disciples this topic, when he was talking about following him, he was saying that if you, if you look back, you're not worthy of me. And, and the, the thought is uh, as you farm, I'm not too much of a farmer and with all the combines today, I don't think it's the way it works now, but you have to keep your eye exactly on the line, right? Because if you didn't look, if you didn't focus on the line, if you didn't focus ahead of you and you looked uh, beside you, you would have uh, went astray. So what Jesus was saying is that if you want to be fruitful, if you want to be fruitful, if you want to make a difference, you need to be committed. You need to commit. You need to commit to me. And that's what he was looking for his disciples. That's what he was looking when uh, he had the people around him. And I think it's the same message for us today too. I think Jesus is looking for a commitment. And and the challenge is how far will I go, right? How deep will I go when it comes to my commitment? So this was the challenge that Jesus gave his disciples. Hey guys, how far will you go? Are you willing to commit? Are you willing to be all in? And he also gave the story of this guy or this first, this king that goes to war. He says, before a guy, before a king goes to war, will he not consider the cost? If he's going to go to war and know he's going to lose, then he won't go to war. So he was telling the story that you need to decide, you got to make a decision in your heart. And he also talked about this guy that wants to build a tower. And if you're going to build a tower, you got to know if you have enough resources to finish the job. So he challenged his people. He's still challenging us today. How far, how deep do you want to commit? And listen to this. I believe that the depth of my, of my commitment to Christ will define um, how much I will discover his blessing and his promises. I really believe that if I don't commit fully to Christ, I will miss out on some of his blessings. Because I believe that when you take a step of faith, and you respond out of obedience to God, this is where you will see God provide. And when you walk in a, in a, in a, in a dependence on God, where you say, God, I'm going to obey you if it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to trust in you even though I don't understand. But I've decided, I've committed my life to you. What's going to happen is you'll see God intervene. 
Like when you look at your life hindsight, uh, it's sometimes it's hard to deal with the things that you're dealing with now because you see only that thing. But when you look back, you see that God is faithful. But the thing is, I've got to trust in Him, right? So when it comes to life, when it comes to following Jesus, I need to decide which level will I commit. And my prayer is that you would respond like the disciples there where, where they said, I, I'll commit. There's a story of Jesus where he did the multiplication of the bread and the 5,000 were fed and plus, right? And he crossed uh, the Sea of Galilee on the other side and, and he, this is where he walked on water. And when he found himself on the other side, the people were looking for him because they had received a free lunch. And they wanted to have another free lunch, right? So they went and were following Jesus for his hands, not for who he was, but for his hands. And Jesus uh, talked to them. He gave this bold statement. If you don't eat my flesh, if you don't drink my blood, you're not worthy of serving me. And most people did not understand, and they all left. And he looked at his disciples, and he said, are you going to leave too? And Peter responded, said, where would we go? You're the only one that has the words of eternal life. And what Jesus was looking for at that point was a level of commitment. He wanted to see if his disciples were willing to commit or his disciples were going to just follow him just for what he did with his hands. So we know this thought that we're not called to follow, we're not called to serve God's hands but serve his face, where we're called to focus on his face, who he is beyond what he does, right? So Jesus is still walking in the church today and he's still looking for commitment. And the question is, for you and for me, how deep will I go? How deep will I go when it comes to commitment? So commitment is fundamental when it comes to my life. And what does it mean to commit? I believe that my commitment dictates the health of my relationship. I don't think that lukewarmness, lukewarmness works. I don't think it works. I think that if someone is lukewarm, it's like someone that has a hand to the plow, but looks back, like he's divided. He's got God's focus, but at the same time, he's got other preoccupation, other desires, other, uh, other passions. And that's what you see in the book of Revelation, when Jesus is addressing the church of Laodicea, and he says to them, you're lukewarm. You're, you're not fully committed. You're halfway committed. You follow me when it pleases you. You follow me when it makes you happy. But you, you say that you're rich, but you're poor. You say that you're well-dressed, but you're naked. You say, that you, you, see, you say that you can see well, but you're blind. And he says, come and buy gold and, and wool and, and ointment from me. So Jesus wanted them to be committed to, to him. And I think it's the same challenge we face today. And we know that it's not easy to follow Jesus. And there's a lot of voices calling your name. There's a lot of challenges we face, right? A lot of, lot of temptation. Um, you, you look at society, it has a voice. It, it's saying something. You look at how we were raised, it has a voice. It's saying, same, saying something. You look at the desires of the flesh that we have, it's saying something. Like, you look at the friends you work with, it's, there's, a, there's something that comes out of conversation. So there's a lot of voices, and it's not easy to make decisions, right? Even just going to choose ice cream today, it's complicated, right? It's stressful to pick your ice cream. You get all stressed out, right? You go, if you don't go with a, a decision beforehand, and you dare taste samples, you're done. You don't know what to, like, when we're in Florida, I don't know what to take. Ah, was wanting to pull my hair, but it, it was nothing there. You know, it's, 
it's, it's there's so many decisions, right? There's so many things that are coming our way. So this is why it's so important to make a commitment. Because if you don't make a commitment, then you will be drawn to the right and to the left, and you'll run after this, you'll run after that. Uh, because today, in today's world, you'll have a teacher for whatever you believe. You'll have a PhD person for whatever you believe. I remember reading this article, is exercise worth it? Okay, I'll read that, because it's justified not to, to do any exercise. And the thought was that if you do exercise, it will add three to five years to your life. And the guy that did the, the study calculated that you will spend more time doing exercise than to have at the end of your life. So what's the point of doing exercise? <laughs> so you're wasting time doing exercise. So, you know, whatever study, you'll have a study to back up what you believe, right? So there's a lot of voices. So you need to commit to Jesus Christ because if you don't commit to him and you don't choose to commit to him, what's going to happen is that you're going to be thrown on the left and, the, and on the right and you won't be able to, 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 to move forward. You, you, you know that as we journey, uh, we know that we are imperfect and, and we do mistakes. And this is where God's grace steps in. It's the beauty of God's grace. Have you ever been in a situation where God showed you grace when you didn't deserve it? That you know that you're not walking the, the proper line, or you know that you're living in compromise, and God still answers your prayer, and God still reveals himself in your life, and then you're totally shocked, and you're kind of don't want to look at God, and you say, God, I, I don't deserve this. It's, it's unreal. Why, why are you blessing me when I'm not walking like I should? Did, did that ever happen to you? It's, this is God's grace. So when it comes to God's grace, wherever we are in this journey of life, God wants to draw me to him. And he will show mercy so I can turn back to him. And that's what you find in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. A fantastic verse. It says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is for you? Does this mean nothing to you? Look what it says. Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Wow. So when you don't deserve, when you screw up, when you go off track, he shows his mercy, and then you come before him, you throw yourself at his feet because he is so gracious, he's so amazing. And because of that, you renounce your sin because you've seen his love and his mercy. So the challenge I have for you when it comes to your relationship with Christ, I pray that you would commit to follow him. And what does it mean to follow him? It means to walk with them on a daily basis. Here at work, you have them with you. You have this dialogue, this relationship. And this is one of the values in GMC, right? That Christianity is not a religion. That When I was flying back, I was talking with this guy that is a, a, a yoga instructor. And he was talking about how he got inner peace. And I was talking to him how I got inner peace. And I was telling him how I experienced, how I experienced inner peace is when I come in God's presence. And God's presence overwhelms me. Me, and I'm filled with him, and I'm renewed from the inside. And he didn't know what to say to that, right? But the thing is, when it comes to doing life, it's to do life with him, where you involve him, when you include him, when you're committed to this relationship, where you say, God, I want you everywhere, and I want you to speak whenever you have something to say. I'm totally open. I want you to be a functional Lord in my life, not a fictional, not, not like the Queen of England where she has no authority over this nation, but she's just a figurehead. I don't want you to be a figurehead. I want you to be my, my, my leader. And when we do this, I believe God steps in and makes a difference. 
And also, when it comes to following Jesus and being a committed follower of Jesus, I've got to look at his principles. I've got to go at his word. I've got to go according to his word. I've got to live according to his word, right? Um, I think that's huge. Following Jesus or being a disciple of Jesus or being committed to Jesus means that you are walking with him. And you're also walking like him. And you're walking for him. You're involved people, godly people in your life. You, you have a choice to walk with turkeys or fly with eagles. And this is a huge topic. You will be with who you hang out with. If you're younger, even older, if you choose to hang out with turkeys, you'll behave like a turkey. Glue, 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 glue. <laughs> or you can be like an eagle. Sort of like the eagle. Like Connect with people that are further than you. Connect with people that are passionate, are committed, that are committed to Jesus Christ. This is going to make a big impact in your life. Do that. You'll see a difference in your life. So, following Jesus talks about walking with him, talks about walking according to his principle, and talks about godly influence in your life. I like what it says in Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? Hmm. Is it possible today? Well, yeah, by living according to your word. So when I take in God's word in my life, I've got to let God define how I express my sexuality. What is God saying when it comes to sexuality? When it comes to treating others, what is God saying? When it comes to my life and my journey and what am I called to do and how I'm called to live my life, what is God saying? You know, the the challenge that I face, and you might face it too, is that sometimes I don't want to hear what God has to say to me because I know what he's going to say to me. So I don't want to go to his word, right? Because most of the time, listen to what I'm going to say. Most of the time, when you read God's word, it's going to challenge you. How many of you, you like to be challenged? Most of us, we're not too keen on being challenged, right? I'm not too keen on being challenged. I prefer to say, I prefer God, I prefer to hear God say to me, you're so awesome, you're so great, you are the best. And I am his favorite child. So is you. Right? We are loved by him, valued by him, and this is so amazing. But when I look at God's word, it's going to challenge me. And I want that because he's God. So I want God to challenge my life. So I go to God's word, and I let him challenge my life. And so, so I do life according to his ways. I, I, need, I need that in my life. So, so when it comes to walking with him, i got to let him define, like I said, the things that I'm facing. What is God saying in this topic? I need to acknowledge his authority. If you're going to be committed to Jesus Christ, you need to acknowledge his authority. Can you say that to your neighbor? We need to acknowledge his authority. That his voice, what he has to say is more important in culture. Like, if I want to have the benefits and the blessing that follows following Christ, I need to embrace that, that word, that is commitment. And I need to be following him. I like what it says, I like what C.S. Lewis said. Human history is a long and terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. That's the history of humanity. We're trying to fix our fix by all kind of different things instead of going to him. So, so I need to go to his word. And I need to choose to, to, uh, to be a disciple where I say, God, I'm committed to you. I'm going to ask you this bold question. 
How committed are you to Jesus Christ? Are you a casual follower? Are you a part-time follower? Are you a committed follower of Jesus? And I'm going to let you know that Jesus is on your tail. He's there. He wants you to commit. Not because, for, for the reason that it's the best thing for you, but also because there's people that are in need of the gospel. Did you know that Jesus is still in, on the mission today? That he wants our region, our nation to come to the truth? That Jesus is the only way? That Jesus is the redeemer, the one that will restore people in relationship? And he's calling us to respond to this call so that he can flow through me and you. Amen? So we want to see that. So, so when it comes to following him, I, I, I'm also aware that I can't do it on my own. I need to experience his power. Can you tell your neighbor that you need to experience his power? I cannot, listen, I cannot do his will. I cannot follow his word without his power. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't fulfill my mandate if I'm not filled with the spirit where I'm not anointed by him. So I got to come before God and say, God, I want to be committed, but in myself I can't. But give me the anointing. Come and fill me up. Come and take control. Invade my life. I want to be submerged in you. So when I choose to be submerged, when I choose to be in God, something arises in me, and Christ is living in me and through me. So I need to be filled. I need to be renewed by God. Amen? We want to see that. I like what it says in Psalm 34, verse 5. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Beautiful, right? Radiant with joy if you look to God. But look what it says after. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. When you're walking in sin and you're, and you're looking back and you don't have your two hands on the plow, what happens is that you will walk with, shame, with shades of gray. You will. No shadow of shame will darken their faces because you're free. You see, God has called us to freedom. Look what it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. It doesn't say pleases you, but pleases him. And, and you're able to say pleases God because you are committed to him. So the thing is, listen to this, how powerful it is. If you choose to commit... And you say, I'm going to commit to God. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. There's going to be something that will arise in you to do his will. You see? But if I don't commit to him, I don't follow his ways, then I will say, God, give me the energy. And you'll say, God, where are you? But God will commit to fill you and to empower you. Look, read it again. It says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So when you choose to be a disciple, a disciple and you choose to commit to him, he's going to give you the desire, but not only the desire, the power. Can you tell your neighbor, power? He will give you the power. So when Jesus asked his disciples to go and to be witnesses into all the world, he said you will receive, you will receive power. So, but there was a need of commitment. There was a need for commitment. So when you choose to commit to Jesus Christ, you're placing yourself in this awesome place where God will give you a desire to do his will, but not only a desire, but will give you the power to be fruitful. But there's a need for commitment. I remember 15 years ago, actually, this time of the year, 15 years ago, where um, <clears throat> I started to date GMC, if I was coming to pastor here. And what happened is we came here, and 
we discovered some awesome people and we fell in love with the church and uh, we have agreed to come and we said, yeah, we're going to come to to Winkler, we're going to move to Winkler, we're going to pastor GMC and and, uh, a month later, I get this call from another church that uh, the location was perfect. It was between, like I, I, I was raised in northern Ontario and my wife was raised in the region of Ottawa. And there's a church that called us a pastor, uh, to pastor that church. It was right in the middle, four hours away from where I was and four hours away from Michelin's family. In most of our years, we all pastored, all, the former years, we all pastored northern Ontario. So it was a perfect setting. It was close to a bigger center, center close to Sudbury have the university, everything was there. Perfect place to be. A bilingual church, English and French, that was made basically for me. And, and, and so, so I remember saying, ah, you know what, I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to go to GMC. I'm going to call them, and I'm going to say to them, you know what, uh, I have to decline uh, your invitation. And so I had a conversation with my father-in-law, right, a godly man. And he says to me, Claude, did you give your word? that you would be coming? I said, yeah. Did you sense God's calling to come, to go to Winkler? I said, yeah. But I said, that was before this opening. <laughs> Perfect location between the two families. Great place to raise kids. Everything is there. And he said, well, Claude, and I know God was speaking to him, uh, 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 to me through him. He said, if you're willing to sacrifice and obey, obey his voice, I'm going to bless you. And he did. But there was a need for me to commit. Then I moved here, and for the first two years I was here, I kept all my options open, all my exit doors open, just in case. I kept my credentials from my former denomination. And then I kept conversing with, with Out East, my relationship, because I had a good relationship with my former denomination. So I had this relationship, and, and I, I heard this small voice inside of me, Claude, are you willing to commit? Are you willing to put all your chips in? Are you willing to close all your exit doors and say, here I am, here I am? And I had, God didn't force it, but God invited me. But when I did that, God opened other doors. You see? When I committed fully, this is where God said, he's trustworthy. I can, I can work with him because he's willing to sacrifice and obey. And, that, and after that, I saw God open doors and open doors and open doors. But just to say, what I wanted to bring, the foundation of what I want to bring is up next here, but it, had, it has to be on commitment. If I want to have a strong Christmas, Christ, Christian life, I need to embrace commitment. But also, if I want to have healthy relationships, I need to be committed. I cannot have healthy relationships if I'm not committed. Awesome relationships... Relationships are based on commitment. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be, jo- uh, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. If you take the word one flesh, one, one is kind of a paradoxical because one talks about singleness and it talks about being unified, right? When you talk about one, well, you see one. But here it says that you will become one flesh, not one alone, but one together, right? So this, how do you become one without being one, is you got to live beyond yourself. When you are one, 
on your own. You lived according to what you wanted, right? You did whatever you wanted. Let's say you've golfed through the whole summer. Then you did it, and it was up to you. But now you're getting married. Now you're one, so you can't spend your whole summer on the golf course. Can someone say, ouch? Ouch. Yeah, you can't because it's not one, but one, right? So you're one. So I remember, I rem if I give you a snapshot of, of the struggle I had when we got married, is uh, <clears throat> me and Michelin met in Bridal College, uh, Bible College, and uh, the last year, the last session, we started to go out. And, uh, and the thing is, we were together for three years. Like, we had supper together, we prayed together, we were in the same classes together. So we were great friends, we were always together. In the last session, we decided to say, hey, let's date, and, and finally, we, we, uh, eight months later, we were married. So that was pretty quick. But for us, it wasn't that quick, quick because we knew each other, but the challenge was to our family. Like, I think my family had seen Michelin once. And the second time, we were engaged. So that was a big shock, right? And, and, and I, I look back now, we could have worked better on that. Like when you're young, sometimes you don't, you're just, <laughs> sometimes I was, going, I was just going to sell, say you're just stupid, right? So, 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 um, so the thing is, before we got married, uh, the people that cared for me were saying, are you sure? And out of concern, are you sure? Are you making a mistake? Uh, I, we're not too sure about that. And... Uh, the problem is not their comments. The problem is what I did with it when we were married. So we, we got married, and, and then it didn't turn out at first according to my expectations, and I started to think, hmm, maybe I did a mistake. Hmm, maybe they were right. And I wish I would be able to say that I did that only for a few weeks and a few months, but it dragged longer than that. And because of that, it affected my relationship. If there's no commitment, where you don't commit fully, if you entertain things in your head, you might be married for one year, five years, 20 years, doesn't matter. If you entertain things in your head of that, that goes against commitment, it's going to affect you. It's going to undermine your relationship because you, you will be caught with all kinds of thoughts and you will, not be, uh, you, you will not be engaged in commitment. So commitment is huge. It's a huge thing. And, and so... Wherever you are in this relationship, if you're married, if you're not married, realize that if one day you are, it has to be based on commitment. You cannot entertain other thoughts. You have to focus on your marriage. It played in my head and influenced my commitment. I need to go all in. Half-measure commitment won't give you the result that you're hoping for. Half-hearted commitment. Look what it says in James chapter 1, verse 8. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all of, in all of his ways. If I'm double-minded, it's not going to be healthy. If I, listen to this, if I'm not committed in my relationship, it's not going to be healthy. Just to wrap it up this morning, four benefits of commitment. Why do I commit? What are the benefits of commitment? It causes you to fix things. It's, you find a solution. Have you, have you ever been in an in a escape room have you ever, ever experienced an, ex, an escape room where you're placed into this room and you have to find a solution? I've been there once, but I've seen, I, I would imagine if you go, would go, you would do, this, do it often, often, you would not have someone in the room say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to leave. Well, you're working together to make it work. You paid for it, right? 
And the purpose of the escape room is to work together and find a solution, and it's kind of, it's to be resolved, right? It's the same thing when it comes to marriage. If you don't commit, the first challenge you face or the challenges that will come later on, you will have that open door in the back of your mind. So when it comes to marriage, you got to close the exit sign. you got to close the back door. Can you tell your neighbor, we got to close the back door? got to close the back door. So when you choose to commit, it causes you to fix things, to find solution. Secondly, commitment will cause you to try again and persevere. And we talked about that uh, three weeks ago. To move on, to forgive, to restitute, to ask forgiveness, to let go. It will cause you to try again because you're committed, because you said yes. Thirdly, commitment will cause you to stay focused and not to look elsewhere. When I'm committed, I don't look elsewhere. When I look at, if, if I'm not committed, I'll look at different options and I'll build scenarios in my head. The reality is, nobody knows what's happening in your head. You know. But if you embrace not being committed in a relationship, your mind will just go. And at the same time, you won't behave properly with the, op- the opposite sex outside of your marriage. Because you'll always think, ah, 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 what if, maybe, maybe. And lack of commitment will do that. So, so if you want to have a healthy relationship in Christ and also with your wife, with your mate, with your husband, you've got to commit. Commitment will cause you to stay focused and not look elsewhere. The last point, commitment will cause you to live with contentment. Uh, do you realize that uh, your husband and, and your wife, they're not perfect? I think all of us, we've noticed that, right? Well, the challenge is that I'm not perfect too. So just by the way, Michelin, you're not perfect. Uh, I'm not perfect either, right? I, I need to realize that, and I, le- I need to live according to that. You see? Commitment will cause you to live with contentment. I'm not, he- I'm not talking here about embracing compromise when it comes to godliness. No. But to realize that the person we're living with is not perfect. And what happened is that what we see so much is because we're not compatible, it doesn't work. And I said that before. We would all get divorced if it would be based on compatibility. Because it's all about commitment. As you're committed to one another, you will grow together. And you will be able to live with the imperfect people, person that is in your life. You'll pray for them. And, and your challenge is to change yourself and to grow in your own faith and to see Christ shine in your life. So, you know, God's desire is to restore you and God's desire is for you to, to enjoy what is before you. When God placed Adam and Eve in Eden, it was a good thing. Eden means delight. God's desire was for Adam and Eve to delight in each other, to delight life. So it's, so how do you delight? Is you got to commit. You got to commit to the gospel. You got to fully commit to the gospel. Otherwise, it won't work. Your Christianity won't work. And you got to commit to your husband, to your wife wholeheartedly. Otherwise, it won't work. It's going to be, you're going to plateau. So it's my call. And Jesus said that to his disciples. He was there and he says, hey, if you look back as you have your hands on the plow, You're not worthy of the kingdom because you're not trustworthy because you'll take a bad bad spin. 
So what am I going to do? I think Jesus is saying the same thing to the church today. Are you willing to commit? Commit to me? Are you willing to commit? Put your whole heart in your relationship. Amen? Thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.